most of us work out. Like, why are we skipping over the people who are in our life every day? One of the cool things that, that has come out of that, yesterday, the kid who led worship for us, his parents were at that first one, the first God one we ever did. Mm -hmm. They had not been to church in eight years, and they asked us, will you pray for our son? He doesn't go to church. He's not a believer. He was our first baptism, and he led worship for us yesterday. Welcome to the Send Columbus podcast, a podcast designed to share strategies and stories about planting churches in the city. Your hosts are Church Planting Catalyst, Chad Grigsby, and Sin City Missionary, Dean Fultz. Well, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thankful to be here today. I'm Chad Grigsby, Church Planting Catalyst in Columbus with Dean Folks, our Sin City Missionary. How are you doing, Dean? Doing good. Doing good. It's getting nice and chilly out there for winter. So it's time to put our heads down and endure. It is. It's raining today, though, so not snowing. That's good. Mm -hmm. But it's coming on the way on the way well we're excited today because our guest is jason williams he is the planter pastor at church in the wild in westerville so welcome jason hey thanks for having me i i love everything that you guys do i love how life point and send uh, does so much with excellence it's an encouragement and an inspiration so I'm going to try not to be the one who messes that up on this. So I, I appreciate the opportunity. We are supremely confident that you will not mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least we're supremely confident on the podcast. Behind the scenes, it may be different. Who knows? But publicly, that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, why don't you just uh, jump in and share just a little bit of your background, just a little bit of your story with us? Yeah. Um, I grew up where there is uh, three foot of snow right now. So Chad, um, this is wonderfully warm weather. Mm -hmm. uh, in Northern Michigan, up by Lake Superior, um, I was an hour from the Canadian border. My dad planted his church in a little town of 100 people um, 48 years ago and still pastors it. And so wow. I grew up there. Um, was he six when he planted the church? Yes. <laughs> and so all four, all three of my siblings um, went to Bible college and they all are, all four of us are in ministry um, today. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I grew up there, loved the life, hunting, fishing, that type of a deal. And, uh, but I, I knew God was, was working. I wasn't sure how it was. Um, but I knew he wanted me to do more than just kind of stay at home and farm. And that was kind of my intention. So got um, offered to go to West Point and uh, really was was praying about that, thinking about that. And um, uh, my parents wanted me to go to a Bible college. And um, so I ended up going to a, a um, Bible college that was very conservative, extremely conservative, I guess we could say. And uh, really wait, got... Wait, just, just when you say extremely <laughs> conservative, that brings up a lot of options you know, possibilities. <laughs> Give us an example of extremely conservative. Yeah. So my, my parents are what, what you would consider independent fundamental Baptists. So, um, the college that we went to, uh, I had to wear a suit and tie everywhere I went all day, every day, unless I was playing uh, sport, um, or at my job. Um, then you could take the tie off, right? <laughs> I could take the tie off and wear the suit. <laughs> uh, no, no movies, no music. That was not uh, Southern gospel music was too contemporary for them. Mm. Uh, and uh, no movies, anything like that. And then just a lot of rules uh, that I didn't really seem to find in the Bible. Um, there was, it really got me disillusioned. Mm. Um, mm. And uh, my wife 
met my wife at college and she was kind of in that same situation and um where we just started really thinking like man i think that that god um has more than this i think that god has a different plan for us he's kind of given us this vision of being a church that reaches people who are not church people um being a church that reaches out to those who are so far from god um and we were not finding that where we were and um so uh i worked at fedex freight for a while kind of got out of church because i was just so disillusioned with the whole thing and um then i started volunteering at a church and helping out at a church and i i knew god had like this call on my life and i knew he wanted me to pastor and and, and be working um i just was really really disillusioned right with the whole church thing it was it was my entire church life that i knew was a lot of spiritual abuse and neglect and a lot of um things that were going on that that we just didn't see matched up with the bible really and also just a lot of hey you if you want to come to our church you be exactly who we are um otherwise you're not welcome here and so i started working at a church and um that really didn't fit the the vision that god had given my wife and i and and that's not to say anything against them it just it just wasn't the same vision and mm -hmm. Uh, we worked there for a while and God kept showing us, hey, there's more, there's more, there's more. So we, we looked at 16 churches to work at um, kind of everywhere. And ever, this, this process, people just kept coming into our lives and people from Westerville kept coming into our lives. And uh, people kept saying to us like, hey, man, like if you, you know, this church that you have, it's, it sounds amazing. Don't you think you should start one? Don't you think you should plant that? And, um, so yeah, after a long time of just, I was really confused on why God kind of had me go to the college that he had me go to. I didn't want to go. I just simply did to obey my parents. And I was really confused on like why he would let us go there and see those things and just have all those experiences and we started to realize that there's a whole world of people who have been through similar things uh, people who've been hurt by church people who've been neglected by church people who want nothing to do with church and so we started talking about what would it be to be a church that finds and helps and cares and loves for those exact people and um so here we sit you know <laughs> church in the wild was born out of that that vision and um it's been an adventure it's been amazing and you met Sam in the process, so you—that's uh, really good, right? That, that was a good thing that came out of college, right? That's the <laughs> thing. Yeah, uh, I was doing—I was refing intramural basketball games, and she was doing stats, and I just kept calling fouls because I'm like, I want to go talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> that girl is something. I gotta go over there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. She's, she's amazing. God definitely blessed me with her, and um, yeah, I have an amazing family, and so there's good that came. Yeah, and you have a daughter. Yes. Yeah, we have a two, almost three-year-old daughter named Isla Kay, who is amazing. She's a gift from God. Uh, we had we had three miscarriages, um, could not get pregnant for years. Uh, one of the miscarriages, my wife very nearly passed away. Um, and then when we had Isla, um, she very nearly passed away again. Um, her blood pressure dropped to 45 over 24. Uh, there were six doctors rushing around just basically kicking me out of the room and um it was crazy it was it was rough um but 
God came through and things have been, uh, things have been incredible ever since then. So, yeah. Well, I always think it's neat how God uses our story to shape, you know, kind of our ministry and our calling. And I, I think you're just the example of when I think about how God used, used your story to kind of birth a vision for what, uh, what God would want to do in Westerville. I, I love that. And so you came up with the name Church in the Wild, and you yeah. launched Church in the Wild just over a year ago. So how did you come up with Church in the Wild? And then what does that really say about the culture there that you guys are building? Yeah, a couple things. Um, I love Johnny Cash. Um, big fan of, of, of the man in black. As do I. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. We thought it was a good idea in our home to let our children listen to Johnny Cash um, until our three-year-old walked into the living room uh, one day and <laughs> proudly proclaimed, I shot a man in Wino <laughs> just to watch him die. Uh, we rethought that. Yeah. We rethought it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, do, you let, do you let Isla listen to Johnny Cash? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. There's a, there's a few songs I have to move on the record Yeah, you're, you're a better parent than Dean then. That's what saying. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt about that. <laughs> I'm the girl, the song, a girl named Sue. We just skip over that one entirely. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, yeah. So growing up, I, my parents, oddly, I was not allowed to watch any movie that wasn't in black and white. I wasn't allowed to listen to anything past like 1950s, but for some reason I could listen to Johnny Cash. Um, so whatever. Um, so I heard a song, uh, church in the wild wood and, the name kind of always stuck with me as a kid. I love the name. And then when we were talking about like, what kind of a church do we want to be? Um, what kind of a church do we want to create? Like, what is God's vision for us? There was a really famous Kanye song, which um, now our, 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 our name kind of is like a self-fulfilling prophecy with that. But he had a song called No Church in the Wild. And the idea was like, hey, we're too far gone for God. Um, and we kept saying, like, we don't believe anyone's too far for God, right? We, we believe that wherever anyone can come, all who call upon the name of the Lord can be saved, right? And so we just don't believe that. And then um, we looked at Luke 14, 23, and we kept talking about what kind of a church do we want to be? What kind of a church do we want to be? And uh, we were saying, we want to be a church that goes into the highways and hedges and compels people. And we were like, you know what? We want to be that church that is in the wild. We want to be that church that will go anywhere to tell everyone about Jesus. We'll let people come right as they are because we believe if you come to Jesus as you are, you'll never leave the same. And so that's that's how we came up with that name. And um, uh, it's been it's been interesting. We get a lot of questions about it for sure. <laughs> so so just to be clear, you you named your church out of the chemical experiences of Johnny Cash and the, I guess we would say, pre-regenerate Kanye West music. Yeah, a lot of church planners do that. Which is that, is that the advice you would give, is think about your two artists that you like the most to form your church Absolutely. name? Absolutely. Absolutely. Find you an old, older uh, artist uh, and a newer one and mash their name up and you've got it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. It feels good. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, Jason, that even before you and I met, 
um, when we were, I don't know how we got connected up on social media before we even started talking about the church that you were hoping to plant, um, is that I just, I noticed that you had a unique reach into the fitness community. And then the more that I learned about the church plant that you all were planning on planting out of a gym that, <laughs> which is kind of an odd, an odd gym. I don't know how many gyms combine <laughs> CrossFit and Jazzercise. I don't know there's very many of those, but yours does. Um, right. but one of the things I love about what you all do is that you have this unique re- uh, reach into the into the fitness community. So just talk a little bit, just a little bit about that and how God has used you guys there. Yeah, yeah. Um, myself and two guys who wanted to plant this church with me, uh, we we went to the same gym and we kept talking about like how do what kind you know where do we want to plan our church out of what do we want our church to look like all those questions that we were asking and at the same time we were working out and and we kept talking about how every person we worked out with either didn't go to church because they were upset at something about something that happened when they were a kid or they had never been to church in their whole life or they wanted nothing to do with church because christians were terrible but you three are all right and um so we we started just kind of talking about like hey we believe that god puts us in a situation and that's where we are to be missionaries right um we believe wherever you go that's the mission field and so we started talking about it like why are we just automatically skipping over the fitness industry as church planners and saying like yeah we'll, we'll you know we'll plant somewhere over here or over here and yet we most of us work out. Like, why are we skipping over the people who are in our life every day? And um, so we started, uh, we did what we called God Wad, which is still going on today. It's a, it's a, a workout followed by a short message. And at first it wasn't really wonderfully received. Um, CrossFitters have their own things that they do and church really isn't one of them. <clears throat> but um one of the cool things that, that has come out of that yesterday, the kid who led worship for us, his parents were at that first one, the uh, first God wad we ever did. Mm-hmm. They had not been to church in eight years. And they asked us, will you pray for our son? He doesn't go to church. He's not a believer. He was our first baptism and he led worship for us yesterday. Wow. And so, I mean, that's, that's the wonderful thing. That's like the huge, amazing part of planning in this culture and in this, this world is that, you see like true life change just happen. Um, a family that has regular attenders and they volunteer now, um, both of them told me we don't go to church. We'd never go to church. We want nothing to do with church. And they greet for us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had a girl who we baptized her and gave her her first Bible ever that she'd ever held. And so <clears throat> it's been amazing that the benefits of it are incredible. You see, life change that that authentically really happens um the challenges from that are that it is it is a different world um you are light in a very dark world uh so that can be intimidating it can be hard uh the other thing is that in in our situation these people already have their their box is their community so they don't necessarily think they need a community and then the thing that was hardest for us was we were literally starting with everyone from zero. A lot of times you'll find a group of believers and bring them in and you can kind of get them started and give them roles and give them leadership. 
Um, we had people who had never heard of communion, never been baptized, never held the Bible, didn't know anything about church, didn't understand salvation. Um, so that was the challenge was getting started and also discipling people like all at once in this crazy frenetic rush. <laughs> um, and it's ongoing. So yeah, tell, tell the story of the lady. I was there for your first anniversary a couple of months ago and the lady who kind of led the other lady to Christ. Yeah. Can you tell a little bit about that background and yeah. how, cause that, that was f- just phenomenal to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we had, a, we had a lady who she, I did her and her husband's wedding. He was a Christian. She was a Hindu. And um, at their wedding, she told me, like, we don't pray in Jesus' name. We don't say anything about Jesus. We just do this wedding. I'm like, okay, you know, it's your wedding, that type, that type of a deal. And um, a couple months later, she started asking some questions, and we started praying with her, and she became a believer. And um, she's a huge part of our church. And then on uh, one of the Sundays right before anniversary, uh, we started talking with another lady who, same story, I don't have nothing to do with church. I'm not interested. My kids might like one of your activities, and that's it. And um, we had been inviting her for a while. She started coming, started coming to church, and you know, I was like, yeah, this is okay. I remember the first time we did worship, she sat down and she kept looking over at me like, what is this dude doing? Like, why is he so excited? <laughs> um, you are a bit of a dancer when it comes to worship. <laughs> I, I've been known to be a dancer. <laughs> um, our anniversary service, the lady who had been a Hindu led the lady who had was, was just a non-believer to Jesus um, in that service. And now they serve together. Um, as part of our hospitality team, it's, it's just incredible. It's it's so exciting, and I love that part about church planning. Yeah, and didn't didn't the lady not not the Hindu lady, but the other lady, they like met you guys one day, and then they walked in the parade with you the next day, including yeah. her husband. She told her husband like, "Hey, we're walking in this parade together," and he's like, "Wait, what? With a church?" And <laughs> tell that tell that little bit story because didn't somebody say something to him or during the yeah. parade? Yeah, so we we did a sports camp. Her and her daughters came to the camp. Then they came to service the next day. She went home and told her husband, "We're we're we're this is our church, man. I love these people, and we're in their parade. That's tomorrow." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> so we get all church of the wild shirts, and we were walking in the parade, and one of his friends was like, "Hey, man, what's the church in the wild?" And he was like, "I don't know, man. I've never been there." <laughs> told me to wear this guy's shirt. <laughs> I was like. Awesome. That's just church planting, <laughs> man. That's it's like <laughs> warm bodies wear this t-shirt and help us in the parade. But the fact, yeah, but the fact that you know she came to Christ through that and stuff, man. Just I don't know. I just love what you're doing so much. Thank and you. anytime anybody just complains about that, tell them, hey, it's called church in the wild. Like what, you know, we have right. we have smoke machines because it's church in the wild, right? <laughs> like there's <laughs> our pastor dances during worship because it's church in the wild you know so i love it man yeah it's great anytime somebody somebody asks me like can we do that in church i'm like well our name is church in the wild we can pretty much do almost anything that's not against amen (laughs) i think i think the uniqueness of the people that god is using you all to reach and it's not just in the fitness community certainly but i think as church planters we need to think about those those niche communities more often and think about what are unique places and spaces that we could, we could take 
the gospel. Chad and I have really been talking about that a lot and thinking about it. So I think the Krispy Kreme community is really <laughs> high on our list right now yes. of places that... Uh, Duck Donuts? Yeah. Built-in communion, right? We could Built take communion. communion. We could, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, the beaches crazy. of Hawaii have been really on my heart lately. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Somebody yes. needs to move there. <laughs> yes. Maybe a call. I don't know. Well, Jason, man, thanks for taking time to be with us today. We're super grateful for you guys and Church in the Wild and um, all God is using you to do. And if you're in Columbus and you're listening to the podcast, I highly encourage you to go check out Church in the Wild. Jason and Sam, Isla, their family and their team are doing um, just doing an incredible job. And um, we're super appreciative, man. You've taken a couple of minutes to be with us today as well. And and tell tell us where where we're some of the listeners can find you guys like online and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So online, if you go to CITW.faith um, or Instagram church underscore N underscore the underscore wild. <laughs> Apparently there's a lot of church in the wild. Uh, Facebook as well. We, we do Facebook live every service. So if you're not sure, you know, you can always watch one. Um, and then uh, 736 Northfield Road is where we hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Once again, man, thanks for being with us. Listeners, thanks for being with us, taking the time out of your day as well. Uh, Shout out to Corner Bakery uh, on Polaris for sponsoring the podcast today. Thanks for checking out the Send Columbus podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us next time for another episode.